Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 195 of Rams Up here. This episode, we have a segment on four players that maybe we have been underestimating, writing off a little bit, perhaps, as far as their chances of making the roster, or if they do make the roster, the impact they can make. Four guys that maybe we have been writing off too soon, or at least me anyways, And I'm going to talk about these four players. And there may be more we'll talk about another episode. But this week, this episode, four guys that perhaps I'm underestimating a little bit. Four guys that we may be prematurely discounting. Get through a bunch of news and notes. The Rams signed Demarcus Robinson, 61203. And hey, he fits that mold. I talked about this a recent episode. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Puka Nakua, Demarcus Robinson, Lawrence McCutcheon, Tyler Johnson, all these guys with such a similar profile, six feet, one-ish, 200, 205 pounds. The outliers, Tutu Atwell and Austin Trammell on the smaller side, and big Ben Skowronik. And one more added to the mix to Marcus Robinson. 193 career receptions, 2,137 yards, 16 TDs. Mostly with the Chiefs, won a Super Bowl with them, was briefly with the Raiders. They released him in August of last year. Ravens picked him up last year, 48 receptions for 458 yards and two TDs. And someone proposed that maybe the Rams are going to trade Van Jefferson. And I usually discount these types of, dare I say, rumors Really not a rumor, right? But someone just proposing this might make sense. And I actually think it might. Not saying it's going to happen, but the Rams just keep on adding wide receivers and adding wide receivers that fit that physical profile that they obviously like. Van Jefferson on the last year of his contract. Maybe something is up, but we'll see. Just a really large wide receiver room. And meanwhile, the running back room is shrinking 
Tyon Evans, the undrafted rookie out of Louisville, already released. And I had identified him as a guy that could probably make the practice squad. And when I heard that, I thought, yeah, Rams are going to pick up another running back. But no, they pick up another wide receiver. They got to pick up another running back, though. And there are some guys out there that are still available, undrafted rookies. Tavion Thomas out of Utah, Titus Swin out of Wyoming. Yeah, there's some guys out there. Maybe they're going to pick up a veteran, but can't imagine they're going to go into mandatory minicamp with four running backs. Add Cooper Cup to the people praising Nakua. Cup really excited about the work Nakua is putting in. And there's other guys out there that are trying to throw some cold water on this excitement surrounding Nakua. And I get it. I think it's okay to be excited about a rookie that looks like he has a future in the NFL. I don't think anyone is predicting he's going to go off for 100 catches and make the Pro Bowl. But hey, let's embrace this excitement surrounding a guy. It's much more warranted than the excitement we saw surrounding Lance McCutcheon last year. Nakua looks like he's the real deal. Hey, is he going to make a significant contribution in 2023? Probably not. But hey, I'm still excited. Stetson Bennett getting a little spun up, pushing back against this guy, Jim Nagy. Nagy had a tweet where he stated that the NFL is a genetics league. Simple as that. There's certainly some outliers, but that's what it is. Nagy apparently upset that Stetson Bennett did not go to the senior bowl. And Bennett seemed to think that Nagy was taking an underhanded shot at Bennett when he said that, hey, if you're a quarterback skipping the senior bowl, it's because you're a first round pick, implying Bennett should have been there. Bennett was having none of it tweeting back, thank you for the overarching parental advice, Jim. Perhaps parents with dreams for their kids or kids with dreams in general should only listen to you, master king of talent evaluation. Laugh out loud, a scout who saw an opportunity. Yeah, Bennett was not happy with Nagy. And Nagy went on to say, I think it was in a later tweet, that he wasn't necessarily talking about quarterbacks. That's a skill position, a position where... Maybe it's not so much genetics, it's hard work and developing your skills, but those two have something brewing between them for sure. I watched episode two of Behind the Grind, and it didn't appear the Rams were too upset when the Saints took Jake Hayner and they jumped all over Stetson Bennett. And I have to say, you know, less need, you got to have a better line than that. You want to be a Los Angeles Ram if we pick you? says something similar to that for, to virtually every draft pick. I don't know. Time to move on to another line, Less We love you, but mix it up a little bit. I also like that exchange where Les asked, we're on the clock, and McVay responded, you got three minutes. Imagine if you needed to make a play call. I thought that was pretty good. But my favorite part of the episode was when one of the coaches, or could have been a scout, I couldn't identify who it was. He's on the phone and he's talking to an agent, I assume, and he says, I liked him, but I walked away thinking this kid talks a lot of crap. Maybe he was talking to another coach, not sure. I thought it was interesting that the Rams would choose to include that little snippet, and I can't help but wonder if that player sees that and says, oh, geez, they're talking about me. Jalen Ramsey pumping up Aaron Donald, calling him the greatest defensive player ever. I guess what Jalen was getting at is why hasn't Aaron Donald 
been on the cover of Madden yet. There are certainly a couple years where that would have made sense. So go Jalen. I agree with you. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player, perhaps the best, the greatest player, period, ever. Dan Campbell talking about Jared Goff. I mean, he's a better quarterback than he was there, in my opinion, because he can do more things. He's mentally on it. I don't even think that needs to be said. He's a really talented quarterback. He's a smart guy, made some bonehead plays early in his career, but of course he's going to get better. Fully expected that. But I like Dan Campbell pumping up Goff. He deserves it. I'm so over this Jared Goof narrative. One of the most unfairly underappreciated players in the NFL, Jared Goff. Next up, we're going to check in on four players on this Rams roster right now that we may have been prematurely writing off, at least me anyways, guys that have not been given enough credit that have a chance of making an impact for the Rams in 2023. And on Thursday's drop, we're going to come back with our AFC Power Rankings, a follow-up to the NFC Power Rankings we did last week. from Rams Up. Don't forget to like and subscribe. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, We can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. With the Rams wrapping up OTAs and the mandatory minicamp around the corner, it got me to thinking that maybe there's a handful of players that I'm underestimating. Underestimating as far as their chances of making the roster and guys that are probably going to make the roster, but perhaps have been underestimating their chances of being real contributors. And I've identified four guys, I'm going to call it my Fearsome four Ram players that we are underestimating. The first guy I'm going to talk about, you know, before the draft, the Rams basically had four cornerbacks on their roster. Robert Rochelle, Darion Kendrick, Kobe Durant, and Sean Jolly. And I had been thinking that Sean Jolly was just a guy, just a name on this roster. Didn't really see him as a significant contributor or even having a real chance of being a contributor. Maybe an outside shot at making this roster. But as things have unfolded and reading between the lines and hearing some of the comments Raheem Morris has been making, Sean Jolly could be a really important player on this Rams defense in the secondary. Who is Sean Jolly? Well, in 2021, he was second team Pro Football Focus All-American in 2019, 2020, and 2021. First team All-Sun Belt. He was invited to the East-West Shrine game. He was a true lockdown cornerback at Appalachian State, but goes undrafted in the 2022 draft, signed by the Cleveland Browns, did not make their active roster, but was signed to their practice squad. And then last year, the Rams signed him away from the Browns to their active roster And there he sits now. And the fact that the Rams did not draft a cornerback until the sixth round makes me think the Rams really have Sean Jolly in their plans. 
I think we need to stop thinking about him as a bubble player in the secondary. I think he's going to be on this 53-man roster, and he's going to get significant snaps. That's what I'm thinking right now. And with all these edge rushers and outside linebackers getting drafted, maybe we've forgotten about Keir Thomas, the 6'2", 275 outside linebacker out of Florida State. He's only played eight games for the Rams. He has four tackles. The problem with Thomas, he's kind of caught in between. At his size, he's not really able to get around that edge as a rusher, but he's a little small to play on the interior like he did at Florida State. Six years in college at South Carolina and FSU, he appeared in 59 games and started at 44. He finished his career with 15 sacks and 30 and a half tackles for a loss, 12 of which came in his final season. He was third team all ACC in 2021, overshadowed a bit on the same team as Jermaine Johnson, who had 12 sacks and 18 tackles for a loss that year. Didn't get invited to the combine, but but really stood out at Florida State's Pro Day. And he's being held back by the fact that he can't get around the edge, as I mentioned. And he's not going to help out in coverage much. But if you're looking for a versatile player, and the Rams seem to be leaning that way, guys that can fill a lot of different roles, outside linebacker, maybe play a three technique even, play on the edge a little bit. Keir Thomas has a shot at making this roster, and I've been writing him off. And I'm not saying he's going to be a starter or a significant contributor if he does make this roster. But if a couple of these guys that they've drafted over the last two years underperform, would not be totally surprised to see Keir Thomas take a roster spot and a surprise cut comes instead. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. The third guy I'm going to talk about is Tremaine Ankrum, the 6'2", 314-interior offensive lineman. He's played in 13 games for the Rams. Two last year, one, that start where he got injured on, I think it was the second play. Now at Clemson, he was a right tackle. He was a team captain. He was a first team all ACC selection. And his height hurt him in the draft. Rams got him in the seventh round. He was pegged by NFL.com as being slated as an average backup prior to the draft. It's mainly for two reasons. One, at 6'2", he's a little short for the NFL And number two, he's going to have to transition to the interior offensive line, so it's going to take some time for him to develop those skills, the NFL skills necessary to succeed on the interior. So he was going to be a work in progress from day one. But if you forget about the height and you forget about the fact that he hasn't played interior offensive line before, this is a guy with a lot of potential. Aaron Cromer, the Rams' offensive line coach at the time, said the only reason he dropped to the seventh round was because of his height. Extremely mature guy, great leadership skills. Now, as far as the injury, he's now healthy after fracturing that fibula last year. Should be ready to go for 2023. He's making a flat $1 million. No penalty for cutting him, but... I think he's part of the Rams' plans as far as the depth goes along that offensive line. And hey, he's going to be hunting for a starting job. Those three jobs in the interior should be up for grabs. Yeah, we're assuming it's going to be Avila, Allen, and Shelton. 
maybe Logan Brass. Don't be completely surprised if you see Tremaine Ankrum getting snaps for the first team. I have a feeling he'll end up as a backup, but I think he's a really good guy to have on your roster. Gives us that depth, quality depth that they need. And my fourth guy, a lot of people have been ridiculing the production that we've seen from Hunter Long, the guy we got in the trade for Jalen Ramsey. Came out of Boston College two years ago, 6'5", 254, averaged 14.6 yards per catch in college, slated to go in the third round of the 2021 draft, and that's exactly when he went to the Dolphins. The third tight end drafted that year wasn't a great tight end draft, not nearly the caliber as 2023. He was selected 81st overall, the tight ends that went before him, Kyle Pitts and Pat Fearmouth. So he's had one catch in his two years. He's played in 16 games, 183 offensive snaps. Yes, just one catch. But this is the thing about Hunter Long. Bryson Hopkins, I don't know. The Rams don't seem to be sold on his capabilities, just unwilling to get him involved. Even when Tyler Higby was struggling, Tyler Higby, I think there's still an outside chance he gets released. I'm starting to think that's not going to be the case. He will be there. Then you got Hunter Long, and then the new draft pick, Davis Allen. Now, Hunter Long has a long way to go to earn a roster spot, but I think he's got a definite shot. The draft profile on him is that he's a tight end that can attack at all three levels. Some shortcomings as a blocker, but a real threat in the passing game, and that's what McVay likes, right? I mean, they'd obviously have to develop his blocking skills. That's a big part of the tight ends in this McVay offense, but... McVeigh may fall in love with Hunter Long if he produces in camp and in the preseason and maybe cost someone else their job. But this is the other thing, and my special assistant pointed this out. The Rams got slammed for that trade. In retrospect, it really wasn't that bad. They got pretty good value when you consider what the Vikings got for Dalvin Cook and what the Cardinals got for DeAndre Hopkins, right? But look at it from this perspective. Is Sean McVay going to be motivated to get Hunter Long involved in this offense and productive just so he can say, I told you so? There might be a little bit of that going on. So don't be surprised if Hunter Long makes a push for a roster spot. And would the Rams carry four tight ends? Probably not. One of these guys end up back on the practice squad. It's not going to be Davis Allen. It's not going to be Tyler Higby, that's for sure. They may carry four tight ends. If Hunter Long can contribute on special teams, not sure that he can. But don't write off Hunter Long. Those are my four guys. Hey, I've been guilty of it too. Kind of dismissing their chances of contributing to this team this year or even making the roster. And there may be some more guys. Well, there there definitely is. There's a handful of other guys that I've been writing off. Guilty as charged. Dismissing unfairly perhaps. And maybe I'll get to those on another episode. And what do we have for you coming up here? We have those AFC power rankings I already mentioned. I'm going to take an updated stab at the Rams 53-man roster and the practice squad going all in. I'm also going to have Paul and Tom back probably later on this month to rehash some roster topics And then Scott Richmond, he's going to be attending a training camp session or two in Irvine. And he'll be joining us to share some firsthand observations. That should be really interesting. 
and maybe by next week we'll have some additional news. There's got to be some additions coming. We've got to add a running back here pretty soon, and don't be surprised if there's some additional cuts and, in turn, some new roster additions. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.